Key Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the Kevin McAllister of the group, Gray Baker. <laughs> I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra Buzz. and <laughs> I made my family disappear. <laughs> eyebrow raise, <laughs> eyebrow wiggle. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be honest, every single time we do these, I want to go, and I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> um, great restraint. You might get that chance eventually if that yeah, movie gets chosen. La 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 latch la la latch key. Oh boy. So yes. Paul and have fun one. syncing that up in, in post. <laughs> <laughs> it was very delayed. While we were recording, so I guess we will see <laughs> what happens. Great, we fucking nailed it. High five. So what we do each week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled master of the remote control, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by the winner. This week is the first installment of our fa la 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 latchkey draft <laughs> month, which is Christmas slash holiday movies. Um, last episode, which was about five minutes ago for you guys, if not less, um, you saw that Holland spun Bitch. Home Alone. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Rigged. And I, I can't be, I can't even be that mad because I drafted it. But like to start off this month with Home Alone is fucking horseshit. <laughs> Especially because Holland gets it, and the wheel always favors Holland. How convenient for you. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know and it's why on her computer. You. She's the one who makes it. <laughs> And she's the one that draws it up every time you and clicks spin. Literally, watch me do everything. I can't cheat at it. I don't know. I feel like Holland, who has built websites before, uh, that's a really generous read. <laughs> I don't know. And for six years in a row, went to magic camp. So she has to be adept at sleight of hand. Listen, she knows how to do graphics and magic. I think this is fucking Hogwarts bullshit. Where is this? This is some fucking kangaroo from? court bullshit. This is fucking horse shit. Like, do you know what this means? It's basically every draft month we start out with just like we we blow our wad on like the best movie up top, and the rest <laughs> is just a shit show. Where Gray and I are just like hyper little competitive angst monsters. Like, ooh, oh, you have to lose or else I lose. Like, we're not even just shooting like for childhood. The, yeah, we're just like not shooting for the top because we got the golden child rests atop her throne. Live in ease. And I thought, 
And I thought that we were able to overcome this month too, you know, because we, we littered really riddled this that draft with some stinkers. With dog what shit. Are the odds? <laughs> and then like one of the two or maybe three like quality movies, Holland gets first try. That makes my I odds. I have another spin. That makes my odds fucking worse. <laughs> I'm going to go into the next wheel spin at a disadvantage. Something that I don't need. <laughs> Fred Claus. Fred Claus. God, I don't want to. I like don't want anybody to get it because I don't want to have to watch that. <laughs> I would rather watch four Christmases. Uh, same because I've already done it. So I'm like, I know I can do it again because I've done it once before. <laughs> I thought I've you meant never recently. I'm like, when did you watch four? It no. barely Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> I've never watched Fred I mean, Claus. I, yeah, I don't even, I don't remember Fred Claus, it's, but I was like, it just came to me in my brain when I was researching the movies and I'm like, oh, this would be so horrible. <laughs> just I, a, and because I knew that Allegra and I saw it together in theaters, <laughs> I knew that it would pass. Fuck that. Like, like seriously for taking us to that that monster like at a certain point dad was like oh fuck kids movies and we just started to take us to things that he wanted to watch remember when he took us to mission impossible 2 i remember being so bored when I think he saw I felt, that i don't remember watching that movie i literally I, remember sitting on the floor because i was bored because i was like eight and being like Ugh, how much longer do we have to be here i'm fairly certain that if i was there i was asleep <laughs> Does that mean I've technically seen a Tom Cruise movie? Because I, I have been going around telling people I've literally never seen a Tom Cruise movie. You've never You've seen, seen Tropic a Tom Thunder. Cruise movie? I guess technically Tom Cruise was in Tropic Thunder, but I guess that's the only thing I can think of. Haven't seen Tropic Thunder guy. was like the best Tom Cruise movie. Haven't because you didn't know it was him until the end? <laughs> that's not a good movie. That is a well, yikes. No, I knew... No, it's because his character was fucking hilarious. It doesn't age well, bro. Yeah, it's not. Oh, I know. I've seen it. I saw it recently. But yeah, I consciously have not seen any Mission Impossibles. Haven't seen Risky Business. Haven't seen the one where I guess he's a bartender or something. Cocktail. Haven't haven't seen The Mummy. Haven't seen any Mission Impossibles. None. What about The Outsiders? You definitely watched The Outsiders in an English class once. He was in The Outsiders? Yes, he was. Who was he in Outsiders? I don't remember, but I know he's in it. I thought Patrick Swayze was in that movie. He is. Who the fuck is... All right, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tom Cruise not even in the movie we watched today. (laughs) Greg, explain the concept of everything. I don't know. We've gotten off track. I think we did that. Did you describe the movie? Oh, yeah. So, you know, we're watching Home Alone, um, 1990 Christmas film. I'll give a brief summary, courtesy of John Wiggins on IMDb. It is Christmas time, and the McAllister family is preparing for a vacation in Paris, France. But the youngest in the family, Kevin, got into a scuffle with his older brother, Buzz, and was sent to his room, not true, which is on the third floor of his house. Unnecessary detail. <laughs> Then the next morning, while the rest of the family was in a rush to make it to the airport on time, they completely forgot about Kevin, who now has the house all to himself. Being home alone was fun for Kevin, having a pizza all to himself, jumping on his parents' bed, and making a mess. Then, Kevin discovers about two burglars about to rob his house on Christmas Eve. 
Kevin acts quickly by wiring his own house with makeshift booby traps to stop the burglars and to bring them to justice. Wow. So long. Extensive. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm glad they included the part about the cheese pizza. <laughs> I know you said that was written by oh John God. Wiggins, but are you sure it wasn't written by Ralph Wiggins? Simpson Zing. That's, that's I don't get it, kid. but okay. That's a dumb kid from The Simpsons. Okay. Listen, some Simpsons fan. Okay. Um, it came out in November. <laughs> guys, guys, big, big crazy coincidence. It came out on this day. Date on the date of recording. Oh my god! Thirty-one years ago, November sixteenth, nineteen ninety. Wow! Wow! The wheel. We're recording wheel a lot of these us. early guys. Interesting. That's kind of eerie. The wheel compelled us. So you know, to Holland was zero, Allegra was zero, I was zero. Um, we didn't see it in theaters, <laughs> and I just asked Dad if he had an opinion on. Home Alone, and if he provides one, it will be placed here. Okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> um, oh wait, he just, I told, I said audio message. I said audio message. Well, what did he say? I said, do you have any thoughts on Home Alone? Audio message, please. And he just texts, love, love, love that movie. <laughs> High praise from dad. <laughs> he says, I still watch it when I'm surfing the channels. Alrighty. So do we want to begin with our pre-watch notes? Sure. Who wants to go first? Gray? I'll go first. Sure. Uh, definitely my top three favorite, definitely in my top three favorite Christmas movies of all time. The booby traps obviously stand out. Joe Pesci's gold tooth. This movie might be the root of my arachnophobia. Buzz's girlfriend, <laughs> woof. The pizza always looked good to me. And of course, Moira Rose. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara. Yes. Legra? Classic film. Watch it, like, I feel like every year. Um, although I feel like I was, like, maybe a little bit older. Like, an older, like, maybe still single digits before I actually saw it start to finish. Mm. Um... But yeah, I know this whole fucking movie back to front. You know, he's the youngest and he's a little bit of a troublemaker and he gets left behind because they miscount him with the weird, random, annoying kid, neighbor kid who never shows up again. <laughs> well, they went um, to Florida. No, I know. But like, <laughs> I feel like that kid wasn't resolved. Anyway, um, he gets home alone for Christmas while his mom is in Paris and tries to get back. And his mom is Catherine O'Hara and there are robbers and it's Joe Pesci wants to rob his rich ass house that house like the older i get and the more context i have for wealth the more that house is just fucking banging mm -hmm. uh eat the rich and um you know then john candy and uncle buck is there so you know um i think we really in love loved the violence we loved <laughs> loved loved yes. the violence yes yes um all right my i don't have a lot mine just say Adorable classic Christmas movie. Kevin! Another amazing Catherine O'Hara performance. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. I don't know. I remember everything. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, not much more to be said. It's Pre-watch notes are usually 
you know, more fun when we haven't seen this movie a million times. Yeah. But obviously, we're relatively sane human beings, so we have seen this movie a million times. Um, Let's just dive into our scores. So, (laughs) yeah, Allegra, you go first. Nostalgia. Ten. Ten. Sit through ability. Um, like an eight. Gray. Ten. <laughs> you both the looks on both of your appropriate faces. for children. Ten. Ten. Does it hold up? Nine. Ten. Can you follow? What? Can you follow this? Uh, this one I gave a seven. A seven? And I think it's because I'm an adult. We'll get into it. Okay. Ten. Yeah, baby. I hope this is a fun episode. I don't know. You guys seem really bummed out about how good it is. Was that all the categories? Yeah. I hate you. Yeah. They're usually five. When Allegra came in to my apartment today, she literally said, fuck you, and pushed me on my arm where I had my booster shot yesterday. Holland is literally ill with booster shot, and I'm bullying her. I'm so mad. (laughs) Which I don't Fuck appreciate. You, Fuck you, Holland. Fuck I you don't too, appreciate. I'm putting this on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I deserve it. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, maybe maybe Elf is too good. And you were like, no, we have stuff to talk about. And I didn't even question Home Alone. <laughs> well, we're here now. I know it's too late. It's too, like, we have no time. I'm about to go out of town for six weeks. There's no time to <laughs> choose a different movie and re-record. We're fucking doing it. Um, I don't know where we want to dive in because I mean, I know. Okay. I've been watching Secession. What? (laughs) I just started watching Secession. Why are you saying it like that? Succession. Why are you saying Secession like it's about the Confederate Army? Succession. Succession. Suck. Session. Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin. He's Fuller, the piss baby, the little. (laughs) piss creep <laughs> sorry he's a he's very good at being just the most detestable little ass wipe on suck session and he has yeah. been since day one on suck session baby <laughs> your session for suck it's a good show yeah kieran uh, culkin uh romulus roman roy one of my favorite characters because he's the worst but also kind of funny at being the worst no he's just um, and i hate him <laughs> I, well here's the thing and I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but in Succession, I don't like any of them. He's just the most entertaining on screen because he has the like most humorous lines. Everyone else is just so frustrating. I mean, he is too. Don't get me wrong. Point, cousin Greg is the best character. Oh my God. How did I forget? Greg <laughs> is hands down the best character on that show. <laughs> like the 
best character <laughs> on that show. I won't talk about it. I'm sorry. I just I needed to go through a minor succession <laughs> rabbit hole because of the Culkin. Okay. The Culkin's on the man, the mind. Well, speaking of Culkins, so, Macaulay Culkin really freaking doing some work. Honestly, he destroyed it such, in this movie. Such an he adorable child. Destroyed. And like the I know. fact he that is just like that he was able to literally carry a movie as, like by himself, essentially, almost like he has. Yeah. He it's just him for like eighty percent of the movie just by himself on screen, and he's just like. I mean, he's the goat. I mean, he's the best child star ever, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, his face from this movie is just burned into my brain. Like, I'm just like, I can't, it's hard for me to even distinguish that he's, like, a separate human being because it's just, like, Kevin McAllister. Mm -hmm. It's its own universe that is very real to me. <laughs> and he's so cute. So cute. He's a little dumpling. He's so cute. He's a little baby. Yeah. One of my favorite parts is after he, like, accidentally steals the toothbrush. And after, like, we go through that whole chase scene and he's just walking home. And then he stops and he's just like, I'm a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he's, like, after he's He gone, was so pure. I know. I just love when he's walking down. He did so many just pure things. With the groceries and it just collapses. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, the baby's groceries. <laughs> I love how he buys his uh, little laundry detergent. He gets so responsible towards the I end. I know. He's just yeah. Like, he gets his own toothbrush, his own laundry detergent. He goes grocery shopping. He goes to church when he's down. <laughs> he prays before dinner, right before he terrorizes people. <laughs> he's just, it was so cute. I was just going to say, it took me a long, long time to connect that Joe Pesci was the cop in the beginning of the movie. Like, really? I think I saw yeah. this movie like 15 times before I realized that. Like, it, it took me until I was like a teenager to connect the two. Yeah. Same. Wow. I think it really was like children have no object permanence. And because he was dressed like a cop, yes. I didn't recognize his face. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Ooh, Gray, did this movie give yes. you some youngest sibling blues? Was it hashtag relatable? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Elaborate. No. <laughs> what? Um, Macaulay Culkin, one of the tops to ever pull off a bowl cut. I mean, just top tier, S tier bowl cut. Do we call this a bowl cut? I don't know if I would. It's a little bit of an It's bangsy. He's got some bangs, but it's not like full bangs all around. That's what I consider Ooh. a bowl cut. Like, yeah, it's not Home Alone 3 level bowl cut. <laughs> we'll get there. We Maybe. You better. I want you to have Home Alone 3 for at least two different reasons. Me? No. Gray? Gray. Okay. Because that Okay. We won't get into Home Alone 3. But, um, Gray... Uh, fucking elaborate why did you f did you feel a connection with this youngest sibling did you ever want us just to get the fuck out did so you, you want us to disappear <laughs> yes <laughs> i will say like admittedly maybe more one than the other but <laughs> oh. yes <laughs> um i will say like the big family like mess at the beginning definitely gave me anxiety and it's probably because we are like 
like we kind of are from a, it's like weird to think because I never really thought about how we're from a big family until I like kind of zoomed out and was like well we have a lot of step siblings and that always causes chaos and like we have a big like extended family like after two remarriages so it's just it's always just so loud. Yeah, trust me, planning a wedding oh makes you realize God. how fucking big of a family we have. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. I have to invite all you cocksuckers. <laughs> and our significant others. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, like with mom, we would go to Stockton with to see Uncle Steve. So both mom and Uncle Steve got remarried. So we were, it wasn't just the five of us. We were bringing the step-siblings and they had step-siblings and there were grandparents and like other people's grandparents. It was we were just on top of each other. Yeah, and it's a lot. <laughs> so You're like sh- the pizza, like the pizza fighting. Traumatic. I feel like that was something that happened. Make sure you drink all the milk. I'm trying to get rid of it. Like I as, don't know. As the cheese pizza child, I was like, this is relatable. <laughs> don't give me your nasty. Why? Pizza. No one would fucking eat the cheese. Well, I'm. I just remember, th- like there were times where I didn't get cheese because they were like i'm not ordering like a whole cheese pizza just for you or a whole separate pizza to get half cheese like whatever whatever there were times where it was only ever pepperoni or fucking veggie and as the picky eater i was like all of this is bullshit because even if you rip the pepperonis off you're missing whole chunks of cheese it still kind of tastes like pepperoni god forbid we get round table where they chop up the pepperoni and stick it under the cheese that wasn't round table that was papa john whatever some abomination Anyway. When did we ever get Papa John's? <laughs> Wasn't like whatever was next to your Taekwondo studio. That's where a lot of kids had people. That was Roundtable. Yeah, I'm just like a lot, like every single like end of your soccer party was a fucking Roundtable. But they didn't put the pepper. Which I don't understand because Pizza Factory is right there. Superior. The pizza Factory is superior. Well, until they closed. Pizza Factory. There's still Pizza Factories all over California. Yeah, but just not where we lived. <laughs> We There's one in Cameron awesome. Park. Pizza factory. They don't. I wish there were more in Sacramento because I want, I want it. Oh, Meg worked at the pizza factory in Cameron Park. Oh really? As her first job. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah. Why doesn't she make? I mean, I think pizza? for like a month. <laughs> I make the pizza. I like ha- I like making pizza. It's fun. Um. Anyways, this movie always. Like, the pizza just looked so bad. or I mean, so good. It made me want it so badly. Um, and I'm happy that the pizza boy keeps hitting the lawn jockey because fuck lawn jockeys. <laughs> and the cops. Yeah. Everyone hit. And, and fuck the, the cops. And right. The- <laughs> and the... Um, airport shuttle guys knocked it over too it's a good joke that's a good old like john hughes joke (laughs) yeah okay wait i know this is probably played out because i feel like i've seen at least like eight tiktoks about it a year but the look what you did you little jerk is such a fucked up thing to say to not only a child but not your child yeah like you can't say that to your nephew like that's like and also the fact that like his parents don't say anything after the uncle anything look what you did you little jerk and then even his brother is like you're such a disease and they're all just staring at him and i'm like why is nobody saying anything dude (laughs) uncle frank the only thing i could chalk it up to did you know that uncle frank was written for Kelsey Grammer to play him. Oh my God, that tracks. That would have been amazing. But he was, 
but he was unavailable. Oh my um, gosh. Kelsey Grammer would have played the shit out of that role. Mm-hmm. He would have been so good. Because he, like, sucks, but he would have been, like, sucky in the Frasier kind of way. So it's still, like, a little delightful. But instead, he's just a cheap old crotchety fuck that even when Kevin is at his lowest moment and is begging Mall Santa for his family back, he's like, and I guess Uncle Frank. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, barely makes the cut <laughs> when he's trying to get his okay, family back. Also- that. That mall Santa was probably so confused and depressed after just being approached by a lone child saying, I don't want presents. All I want is my family back. Yeah. And no context other than that. And he's just like, what the fuck has this kid gone through? I know. And then he just like walks away. And it's like the amount of times that like Kevin interacts with adults in this movie and like nobody like does anything or like that's an calls, eye. like I don't know it's just insane also I find it strange that like literally everybody on their street goes out of town for Christmas I mean I would love to ding you for followability points but uh when they're leaving for the airport the guy fixing the wires did say hey your power's back but the phone lines are going to be screwed up for the next couple of days I know but also Everyone on the street is gone. Plot hole, plot hole, plot hole, plot hole. All right, great. Dang it for The phone lines were down, but Kevin still orders a pizza. <gasps> and How this... did that happen? All right, followability is getting dinged again. <laughs> yep, I'm, I again. have to give followability a three now. Followability four. Maybe they were back up by then. Because they were back up by the end because he also called 911. Like, from the house and like also I'm like why did he call 911 to the house next door like I know he was leading them away but also like why didn't you just call if the phone was already working why didn't you just call the police I'm like why did he leave them to the neighbor's house were there more pranks we didn't see at the neighbor's house I have no idea like why maybe he, he knew death trap here's house? what I thought what I thought was Maybe he somehow found out that that house already got hit by them. So he wanted to bring them back to the scene of the crime that they already committed. Maybe. Maybe. Since if they go to, because if they go to his house, they just see a death trap. So they're like, oh, so you invited them in to kill them. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it takes like, it takes a little bit of the heat off of Kevin and his death house. But also, like, why would you call the cops after they get, like, after they're in the house? Like, call the cops, then mutilate them. Like, the amount of, like, I don't know how quickly it takes for a cop to get to fancy schmancy, like, Chicago suburb. Yeah, at least, like, a little while. And, like, listen, you unlocked the doors. You didn't even give them a fight like yeah you i know torched his head but they were in like i don't know this maybe yeah. it's because i thought I, that i'm like why would you leave all your doors unlocked <laughs> like you're so confident for um, me with your goddamn micro machines but also i had a thought when all of the booby traps are being set off is illinois a stand your ground state <laughs> because <laughs> i have no Kevin idea could be in, he could be incriminated otherwise. <laughs> I mean, good thing he's eight. Um, do we think this movie is A-cab? Because they no. really show the cops being 
very incompetent. Like when Catherine O'Hara is trying to talk to them and be like, just send somebody to my house. My child is home alone. And they're just like not getting it. And then when they go to the house, they like knock on the door for five seconds and they're like, nobody's here. I'm like, if you had, if someone had reported that a child was inside. A rich white child. You would have like probably tried to get inside the house. Like you have probable cause to break that door down. I've been watching a lot of Law and Order SVU today. So maybe that's where my brain is at. But I'm like. If, you, if there is a child alone in a house, I feel like you would do more to check on that child than, like, knock on the door three times and walk away. Not you know? to victim blame Catherine O'Hara, but she's, like, yelling at them, my kid's home alone, check on them. They're probably like, what? Whatever, lady, got a babysitter. Like, she didn't give any context. Yeah, she, she didn't explain it very she well. She didn't explain, either. I'm in Paris, and he's eight, and I can't get back for multiple days. Like, and there's no emergency contact. Like, there's, like, the cops would have taken that, hopefully, a little bit more seriously. I mean, if, an, if an eight-year-old <laughs> is home alone for three days. Although, clearly, Plus, the cop chasing him after the toothbrush. Over a toothbrush! Incompetent. <laughs> store clerk was like shoplifter and it's an eight-year-old with a like 30 cent toothbrush and this cop's like let's fucking get him then there's also of course joe pesci dressed up like a police officer untrustworthy Mm -hmm. and the incompetency of the police to show up way too late when he called him I don't know. Something... I think this this movie is a cab. <laughs> I don't know. Canon. I can't truly believe that John Hughes like was making a political statement. He was like, "Oh, these bumbling silly billies." <laughs> like it didn't feel. I don't very... know. John Hughes had a full chest plate tattoo that said "fuck 12. so like I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> um, old man Marley bums me out so hard. <laughs> What would you, Holland, what would you do if you were walking by your neighbor's kid and you said, you were just walked up to him and he screamed at the top of his lungs? That makes me so sad. Did you know that his name was uh, inspired by, uh, um, what's his fucking face? Ebenezer Scrooge's dead business partner, Jacob Marley from Christmas Story. Yes. You mean Muppets Christmas Carol? <laughs> well, I don't know. We've never seen that as we discussed. Okay, that. you guys, <laughs> we, can we watch it when we're back just for fun? It's so good. Michael Caine. They made Michael Caine walk on like very skinny planks that whole movie so that there could be Muppets on the street and he wasn't allowed to look down. Okay, we're not talking about this movie though. <laughs> my, my first note is that they're all wearing flannel. Every single boy in the opening of the movie is just wearing different colored flannel. I was also extremely confused about the family tree until, like, we saw Kevin staring at his family picture, like, an hour into the movie. I'm like, which ones are he? Which ones are his siblings? Which ones are his cousins? There's so many children. And he's one of five. It took me. It took me until they got home. And I'm like, okay, which kids are still here? Okay, <laughs> so, those are the siblings. This might have been the first time I've ever watched this movie where I got the deliberation because, like, the brunette, one of the brunette girls, like, possibly the oldest brunette girl, and I think the ginger kid, or maybe, no, no, it's the the curly-headed kid with glasses, the Harry Potter, 
they're the they're, their parents live in Paris. Yes. And then there are Frank's kids, which includes fucking Kieran McCulkin. McCulkin and like some other girl. I keep on a, I keep thinking the last name is McCulkin because his name is Macaulay Culkin. No. And my, <laughs> that's what the Mac two, is short. Macaulay McCulkin. Children Macaulay are Frank's kids. Yeah. And then the rest of them are the like Kevin's siblings, which I it really took me a long time to figure that out. I will say. Too many kids. Also, how rich is this family this guy their house is incredibly opulent they have five kids and they can afford to spend christmas in paris with their entire family like i know his brother lives there but well remember it was a gift but the trip was a gift from his boss they explained that in the beginning the 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 parisian brother-in-law the dad's no the dad's boss gave him the Oh, I thought that they it was said, the Parisian. I thought that brother? they said I thought it was the dad. I ex- okay. The I feel like one of someone explained that I think it was Catherine O'Hara explaining to the pizza guy and Joe Pesci, saying that oh, you know, my brother-in-law lives in Paris with his wife, but their kids wanted to stay in school, so we they've been living here with us, and we and as a thank you. They're flying us all out to spend Christmas with them. Oh, I missed that part. I I watched this in, like, full booster haze, so I may have missed some details while watching this movie I can today. explain to you why I found this movie hard to follow <laughs> for other reasons. All right, let's dive into it. It's your lowest score. Yeah. Um, imagine you're an adult, Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, just pretend. And <laughs> you're trying... It, to rob a house it's something you want to do but you know that there are risks and you know that you know if you get caught you'll go to jail for a really long time um then your hair gets blow torched off your head (laughs) (gasps) do you continue do you continue or go to the fucking hospital and give up because it's not worth it i am going to counter to and say male rage and pride they are so pissed off that this child has gotten the better of them that they just want to fucking and they are they like it makes them so angry that they are compelled to try to retaliate. Okay, Joe Pesci, maybe. Joe Pesci, amazing performance. He fucking kills it. He's so good at being so angry, and he makes it hilarious. But what about the dumb one? You're telling me... He's dumb. You just said it. He's no. dumb and follows Joe Pesci's but lead. dumb people still have self-preservation instincts. This motherfucker, like, as soon as he steps on a clearly tar-filled staircase as soon as one shoe comes off he's like yeah i'm gonna keep going and then after shoe number two comes off he's like yeah i'm gonna keep going and then when a nail gets impaled through his foot he's not going listen i think we should call this off it's not worth it again pride and he's dumb and he follows they also had They also had multiple moments where, like, either figuratively or literally, like, the wind kind of got knocked out of them. 
So like there was no more rage. They were just like, ah, ah, let's keep going. It's I like think no, it's that wouldn't you. I think it's overconfidence because they they can't believe that a child can get the best of them. Gray, I have a question for you. Imagine you're an adult who robs houses, and you know there are risks. Done. At what point, um, we getting shot in the nuts with a BB gun? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Thank you. Because, like, first of all, Joe Pet, like, I know, okay, this is what I meant when I said I'm an adult. I know it's silly slapstick, and I know it's Looney Tunes, and it's a children's movie, and that's the point, and they have to keep taking punishment because that's the fun. But, like, would he not be, like, vomiting on the floor? Like, <laughs> BB gun right to the nuts, and he goes, ow, 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 he would, ow, He ow. would have a, yeah, he would have a hematoa. His nut would, well, at least one of them, depending on which one it got hit, would be the size of an orange. And yeah. you would be, also, yeah, you'd be throwing like, up and like, you would have rage. You would have rage for the first like four seconds until the true pain kicks in. And then all you want is for the pain to be over. And then once the pain subsides, if it does, because like I said, it could be a, a week long pain, depending on where you got hit. Then you're just like, I just, I just want to lay down. I don't want to do this anymore. So you're saying you would not have the energy to then get up and run into a house and like run around and not try the to- mental energy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, even just after all the ice stuff, like they're not young men. I feel like that would oh like my God. fuck them up enough to be like, I oh my God. Yes. He literally blacks out. He falls <laughs> down the stairs. I thought he broke his neck. Okay. Um, BB gun to the nut brands his hand blowtorch to the head <laughs> you're not out that's you're still mad you're still like i gotta keep going crispy ass yeah he has all. to he has to understand that if he is still conscious or alive at that point to count his blessings turn around and kiss his parents and thank them for life Gray, are you proposing that this is a Jacob's Ladder scenario in which he got shot in the nuts and the rest of this is just a nut pain-filled delusion? You know, it tracks. <laughs> anyway, It's his life flashing before his eyes and him saying, do I really want to go through with this? He imagines all of that happening and says, no. Oh my God. I do have to say the best Pesci moment, and there were many, many great Pesci moments. But when the spider is on his chest <laughs> and Marv has the crowbar over him and he goes, Marv, Marv, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't do this, Marv. <laughs> you rarely see a gentle, begging Pesci. Wait, okay, this is a little bit unrelated, but did you guys notice the extremely obvious stunt person who, who like, was Kevin on the zip line? <laughs> Yes. Like a full grown yes. man. <laughs> it was I, I looked it up. I looked it up and it's the IMDB trivia said that Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a very short thirty year old man. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Kieran McCulkin? What? He's yes. a very short thirty year old man. Um I, one so just to get to the iconic part, one of the most iconic parts of the movie. Um, 
I never understood the whole like aftershave screaming bit until I actually started shaving. <laughs> and now it makes sense. But like, I'd still, I, was he screaming just aftershaves? Oh, uh, okay. Well, I don't really use it either. Um, I just have. But basically, it's just like when you shave, like it's either, you know, it's your, your skin is a little more raw. And you're basically just putting alcohol in like a million paper cuts. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I definitely didn't know what that was. Like there were many parts of this movie that I was like, it it was either like such a, a joke for adults, not like a like a sexy joke, but just something <laughs> like uh, only adults would know, like aftershave, or so early nineties that it completely went over my head. Like when we were little. Well, my yeah. assumption is when I was he like cause he he obviously didn't shave. Yeah, that's so what I, I was think saying. he only I think he only did it because either he's seen people do it or like maybe there was like a commercial. I don't I don't know. Like he was like purely Where imitation. I just don't know. That methanol was just too spicy for his baby skin. <laughs> he's got pure baby yeah, skin. Yeah, I don't know. He's too sensitive. Maybe he just has sensitive skin. Maybe. And also they they made the whole radiator bit like perfectly scary for children because i was terrified of it as well and then watching it as an adult i'm like it's fucking nothing i feel like we also need to talk about another iconic uh part from this movie which is angels with filthy souls and how yes he terrorized a pizza boy (laughs) i'm like this eight-year-old is quick And he knows exactly where to pause and play that video like after <laughs> yeah. like fast forwarding and rewinding and whatever. Oh, that was a joke I didn't pick up on when um, Kevin is like yelling at his mom like Uncle Frank says like is letting all the older kids watch this movie, but he won't let me. And Catherine O'Hara goes, "Well, if Frank says it's bad, then it's bad." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I never connected till you just said that that that's the movie they were talking about. I, I can only assume because that's part of the fantasy. He gets to do whatever he wants, including watching the adult movie. No, you're to you're yeah, yeah, yeah. you're totally yeah, right. Yeah. It totally makes sense, but I just never even realized that. But like, also cannot relate because as a child, I completely avoided black and white movies. Like, if it wasn't the first thirty minutes of uh, Wizard of Oz, then I was not interested. What about Secret Garden? No, fuck that. <laughs> black and white movie? Absolutely not. Like, I could. I think I made it to the garden once. <laughs> Otherwise, it does I, take a long time to get I to that garden. Fast forwarded to the garden. <laughs> oh, um, black and white movies. Not now. Not as also. Okay, I have another question. Why does this family have multiple mannequins lying around their home that Kevin is able to utilize <laughs> for the fake Christmas party? Catherine O'Hara. Uncle. Uncle Frank's a freak, man. <laughs> it's not Uncle Frank's house. Those are all his. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> he, he, he just he brought, just brought them. them. He did say he, he drove from Ohio. Can't fly with those. <laughs> Had to drive them over. <laughs> I don't travel anywhere without also, them. Also, like, if you see, if you seemingly see a party and you know they're, like, out of town, why don't you just automatically be like, oh, they must have house sitters? I wrote that, too. I'm like, <laughs> I would assume they have a house sitter who decided yeah. to go rogue and throw a house party. Like, <laughs> I would... Holland, you're an adult, and imagine you're a robber. If there's, like, frequently people home every night when you know they're out of town, you would go, oh, someone's house sitting. I'm more likely to get caught. 
Also, when they're spying on him and he goes, Dad, want to help me with the tree? <laughs> He's like, this fucking kid's home alone. Are you willing to risk that? Yeah. I don't know, man. They're very confident. <laughs> Have you guys heard the John Candy theory? No. What? There's a theory? That he's a guardian angel? That he's the devil. The what? devil? The polka devil? <laughs> What's the theory? He, he shows up right after Catherine O'Hara says <gasps> that she would even sell her soul to get home. And that he shows up and basically she makes a deal with the devil to get back to... Um, to Kevin. That's sinister. I mean, <laughs> and clearly she should have just fucking waited for that Friday morning flight. Honestly. <laughs> but I mean, I understand. Like, yeah. you just, you just want to feel like you're actively trying to get back. Oh, that's some shit our mom would do. Oh, 100%. Um, wow. I didn't, I did not know about that devil theory. I mean, so the devil play polka? God's favorite music? <laughs> You'll see that John Candy's Gus starts to take notice of his supposed quarry when she mentions that she's trying to get home to her eight-year-old son. Any nosy person in the airport could have heard this as Kate kicks up enough of a fuss. Oh, wait, hold on. I don't know. That's pretty much the only thing I remember of the theory is that he shows up then and there and is kind of like a deuce ex machina, but like, you know, deuce you never know. Also, did you know that every single... Every single line of John Candy's was improvised. I think I did know that. I think I did know That's that. That's hilarious. Especially like the funeral home part. And also that also shows just how good Catherine O'Hara is and that she's able to like take that, yeah, that, that, she that weird ass story yes and, and that it. she didn't know what was coming. And she was just like, oh, I didn't, I think you should stop talking now. That's like, amazing. Cause even when yeah, I'm and he goes, it, I mean, you brought it up and she yeah. was like, I wish I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, she's a Canadian yeah, so comedy every, legend. Well, they were Canadian comedy legends together on yeah. SCTV. God, I yeah. forgot he was Canadian. Yeah, no, but is. like when watching it, when he said, well, I left my kid at a funeral home. I'm like, it felt like he made that up at that moment. I, he probably did. Sounds like it. <laughs> he did. Every single line of dialogue was improvised. Even all it the was an agreement stuff, with him and he John Hughes. He was inventing Hughes. all those yes. polka names. The, <laughs> and she goes, oh, those are song names. Yeah. <laughs> polka kissing, the polka twist. I mean, honestly Polka, amazing. polka, polka. Just them together. <laughs> Just, I fucking love it. Guys, They're Uncle so Buck. Uncle Buck has to be Uncle on our Buck. list, for sure. Look out in 2020. It is on our list. Yeah. Isn't that also um, Macaulay Culkin? And yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's what got John Hughes suggested Macaulay Culkin because of Uncle Buck. Yeah. But Chris Columbus was like uncertain because he's like, oh, I don't want to feel like a pushover that I'm just like, you know, favoring this one kid because the, the writer wants to. But then they interviewed a bunch of people, including a, a little mystery person I'll bring up during the trivia portion. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And then just... At the at the end of the day, they were like, "Nah, he's just like the best person for it," because the the role was literally written for him. Um, and he's incredible. Like, but yeah, <laughs> he really and he like, is what so other child incredible. Could carry a movie like that. 
at that time. And it's know? so funny because if you try to do a double feature, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, you see how much he phones it in in Home <laughs> Alone 2. <laughs> He's like, oh, Munchie's Pizza. Like, I, like, the movie is not as good as this one. Like, this one is just so much more polished. He's killing it in every scene. He's adorable. But in Home Alone 2, it's two years later. He's He's been famous. And he's lost in New York. And the movie is really just a rehash of the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> also, we don't get to see the amazing home. And honestly, the set designers went off in this yeah. movie. Because it's like the coziest, yeah. most Christmassy house in the entire world. And you just want to like live in there and have it be cr- eternally Christmas in that McAllister house. Seriously, the entire decor is red and green. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, they intentionally time? did that so that it would just kind of like remind everyone that this is still kind of a Christmas centric movie. Mm-hmm. And like forgot. almost every scene, Kevin is wearing green and red. Yeah. And also, uh, my first note when watching this is the soundtrack is Christmas. It's like the soundtrack is just so iconic and saturated in like the christmas culture that it's like i all it's like as i was watching the movie i was just like i always forget that like this is where these songs started from because they just sound yes like christmas you know i mean come on john williams just fucking destroyed this movie truly like God, when does he miss? He doesn't miss. <laughs> He's a professional, Greg. Come on. An- another another non-miss, potentially the most natural uh, movie title referencing ever. He's home alone. When they say like, yeah, it's like, he's not. He's home alone. And you're that- like, yeah, that fits. Yeah, yeah. It's not just my luck. It, it's you know like it's not it's just my luck it's just my home alone <laughs> oh are you that are always you reminds home? me are of uh of the family no, guy I'm bit home alone. <laughs> what Gray? it always reminds me of the there's like a family guy bit where uh he's like oh, i love when they say the title of the movie in the movie and it's just kind of like a cut montage of different you know movies that say the name in it and then at one point he just go he just goes you just hear well i guess that's why i am superman for the quest for peace <laughs> like just the most like shoot in whatever and so every time i think about like a really bad movie re- title reference i think of that as a child a ca- from california I had no idea why old man Marley was spreading salt on his driveway. <laughs> like, why is he spreading yeah, salt? That seems nice. Why? Why is it nice? What does he do? I didn't understand. <laughs> Breaks down the snow and ice, people. But yeah, I feel like that probably confused me as a child as well. I don't know if anyone noticed, but when Kevin runs home from church to start booby trapping his house, he runs straight through his unlocked front door. Like, I if you know, know burglars are coming, why would you just leave the front door unlocked? Like, what the fuck? He's so confused. But then he just leaves all of his doors unlocked anyways because he wants them to die. I mean, we've seen his brother. And, yeah. 
on suck sesh. He's gonna have such crazy PTSD. Sorry, Gray. Um, he after like the booby trap extravaganza, he cleans up the entire house. But he still leaves Buzz's room just like a disaster. Yes. Shelves. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. That he was just like, man, fuck you. Yeah. Buzz, Um, your girlfriend. Woof. Should we wrap it up? I don't really know if there's not much else we got to say. I feel like there's not much I can say to like change your scores um i would just say i feel like what, what was your followability again a seven six a six really was it really that hard to follow or are you just trying to give me a hard time because you're mad at me like a six i bu- i bumped my down to a nine I That's think like what just my luck had or something like really all right, all right i'll bump it up to an eight but i think what i was really just my luck had an eight Big Daddy had a six. <laughs> I'll bump it up to an eight. I think what I was really affected by was just like, like just the, ben- it's a, it's like kids movie logic and I can't fault it to my heart for that. So I'll bump it back up to an eight. And then I was thinking just like. Just because it's outrageous doesn't mean it's hard to understand. I know. So I, that's the only thing I'm changing. Okay. Um, what do you, what did you change it to? For eight. eight. Okay. All right. Do you want to like? I brought mine down to a nine. Oh yeah. The only reason I'm I sure. kept it at a uh, a hold up at a nine is it was a little dated. There's like a lot of jokes that like would totally go over modern kids' heads. Like, oh, I found this coupon in the newspaper. Oh, is that is that macaroni good? Like, I don't know the shoot in the breeze shit. <laughs> like, the VHS tape. Like. I don't know. The fact that How is shooting the shit about yeah. macaroni dated? I'm sorry, but that just that example, I'm like, what? I can't I can't remember exactly, but something about the um the checkout scene where I was just like, what? I only know this because I had to learn about this later. Um but anyway, 10 8 10 9 8. 10 10 10 10 9. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Colin, you better get Jack Frost next. You better fucking get Jack Frost. I feel like next. my karma's gotta swing the other way at some point, you know? Ugh. Colin, you, I'm like gonna ban you from spinning the wheel. <laughs> okay, you can do it from now on. You, I don't. Uh, no bonus points from me because fuck you. <laughs> That's fair. I'll give one point for Christmas. It's a Christmassy, Christmas ass Christmas movie. All right, well then, Holland. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No. I don't think four Christmases or (laughs) Fred Claus are going to. I don't know why I'm arguing with you. I'm like, yes, thank you for the bonus point. I won't argue. 10, 9, 10. And I would even say that this would fill me with the Christmas spirit more than, like, the Santa Claus. Yeah, it's just like a feel good Christmas ass. Movie. I hope everybody watched it. So Holland, your score, your score rounds out to a ninety-five. God, holy crap! Damn it! You had to give a bonus point, Allegra. No, 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 no. You had to give a bonus point. 
Is that the, our highest we, scoring one? We promise to be fair. Yes. We promise to be fair. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very appreciative. I'm going to poke you in your fucking vaccine <laughs> arm. Don't do it, please. I've been, if it makes you feel so, any better, I have truly been suffering all day long. It's the Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I've been paying penance. To round it out, it was released November 16th, 1990. Budget eighteen million. Box office four hundred and seventy six point oh, seven million. God. Some trivia. All of John Candy's dialogue was improvised. Joe Pesci deliberately avoided Macaulay Culkin on set because he wanted Culkin to think he was mean. Um, Catherine O'Hara revealed in twenty fourteen that Macaulay Culkin still calls her mom. This movie was entered into the Guinness Book of World Records as the highest grossing box office comedy. Um, I don't know if it's been beaten since, but it was in there. Oh, wow. Um, And I've said some of the other ones throughout the episode, but this is the big one. So a particular celebrity was asked to audition for the role of Kevin, but his parents declined. Can you guys each give me... Just one guess as to who you think it would be. Leonardo DiCaprio. They they weren't a celebrity back in 1990. They are a celebrity now. Jake Gyllenhaal? Ryan Gosling? No. No. John Mulaney. <gasps> really? Yeah, right? Chicago-based? It's a, no, it's a grid yeah. system, motherfucker. It's a grid system, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that a real fact? He was a boy in Chicago. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was the f- like one of the first ones on. Uh, actually, I think it wasn't even on IMDb. It was on Wikipedia, like under like casting. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, John. <laughs> Pretty crazy. To bring uh, you know some some context to 1990, um, the top song was Because I Love You by Stevie B? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that song. I don't know that no song either. The big movies included Home Alone, Ghost, and Dances with Wolves. Um, I saw that uh, Home Alone made more money domestically than Ghost, but Ghost made more money worldwide, which is kind of fun. Some like a top moment of 1990 was the life life alert commercial. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> in Home Alone, when they counted the people for the trip, they say there's 17 people in total. An odd number between two vans means they would be split eight to nine. Since Kevin was myth- missing, both vans had eight people, making each group assume they were the eight person van. Oh, mm. math. Um, the first rap single to reach number one in the U.S. was Ice Ice Baby in 1990. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't really want to go through this. Uh... Oh, my God. On August 26, 1990, Stevie Ray Vaughan described a disturbing dream to his bandmates in which, in which he witnessed his own funeral the next day, he tragically died in a helicopter crash. Jesus. Um, I don't yeah. know who Stevie Ray Vaughan is. 
I just the first time I ever heard of him. He was, was a guitarist. Was in that uh, like South, a really 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 good guitarist. That South Park episode where Randy made a poop related band called Steamy Rayvon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cool. Thank there's you. not there's not much more. Alright, let's spin the wheel. A British sitcom aired called Heil Honey I'm Home about Hitler and Ava who live next to a Jewish couple. It oh, was canceled Jesus after only Christ. one episode. Yeah, I would fucking hope so. That's a big yikes. Alright, Allegra, let's see what you're gonna get. Do you want Barbie to do the honors? Nutcracker, I don't know. Every Barbie, time you've spun nutcracker, for me, I've gotten Barbie. shit. Well then maybe you have better luck. Maybe you the trick is to do it yourself. Oh, but then I'll have no one else to blame. <laughs> All right, we're spinning the wheel. Oh, Gray, do you see it? Yeah. I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so mad. Oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> it, was, it was almost love. Four actually. Christmases. Oh, Long, you spin for me and see what would have happened instead. Okay, well, she got four Christmases. I don't know if that was said. I would have taken love, oh actually. Oh, my God. Like, fucking Jesus. Oh, I would have preferred the Grinch. Holland spun the Too Grinch. Bad. you're doing four Christmases. God. Four Christmases. Damn it. You're the one who put it on there. <laughs> All right. God damn it. I don't oh, want to watch this. Is- this. <laughs> then let me spin again. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, oh god damn it. I have to go over to a friend's house and be like, hey guys, you know what movie we should watch? <laughs> They're gonna be like, no. <laughs> Alright. Like, well what the, f- what the fuck? We're watching next week we're watching four Christmases. We will see our potential futures if like if I don't know, like, because we're kids of divorce, if we end up marrying other kids of divorce, we got to figure it out. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Great. Oh, God, is this going to be my life? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Are you the Reese Witherspoon or the Vince Vaughn of your relationship? <laughs> I'll have to revisit the movie and I'll check back yeah. in. I would love the idea of you going over to your friend's house with their, like, infant child and you're like, would you like to play a drinking game and watch Four Christmases and your friends who you barely see are like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, please follow us on social media at LatchkeySibs. You can email us at LatchkeySibs at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for the season two draft which will be a much bigger draft um but until next week we will catch you later and while we talk about four christmases i'm so pissed (laughs) goodbye sandy claws sleigh bells in the snow the snow then i i i am dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write